I dare everyone out there to take a Sharpie to their King Griffey Jr. rookie card. <laughs> it's kind of a great feeling, yeah. to be honest. And honestly, if it has any imperfections, it's not worth anything anyway. Go get yourself one in good condition on the internet for like $30. Keep right. that because yeah, that's yeah. worth something. Yeah. And then take the one that you have that has two or three bent corners and just draw on it. One, one, two, three, four. On this episode of the Jeremy Mitchell Show, I sit down with the creators of Baseball Card Vandals. These guys are hilarious. They are brothers, Bo and Brian Abbott, and they live out in California. And for several years now, they have taken a Sharpie to old baseball cards, and they have changed out what the words say and they make a scene or they draw faces on it it's really funny if you haven't heard of them check them out on baseball card vandals on instagram and they have a new book out and you can follow the link in their profile to uh, check out that book and on this episode they announce something very big and so i'm excited for this episode no further ado baseball card vandals Okay, I'm sitting here with Brian and Bo Abbott of Baseball Card Vandals. Thank you guys so much for coming on the show. Yeah, of course, man. Thanks for having us. So, Bo, let's tell the listeners, what is Baseball Card Vandals? Uh, So, Baseball Card Vandals is an internet social media thing where we take our old cards, usually from the 80s and 90s, and kind of draw silly jokes on them with Sharpies. And then, then what? Uh, we post at least two of them a day, and we've been doing it for the past six years. So and we've, then, we've published over like 5,000 cards. And hopefully wow. people laugh. Yeah, hopefully people laugh that's, at our jokes. That's all we care about. <laughs> well, I know I've been laughing since 2012, and probably once a week someone has sent me a screenshot of one of your pieces of work. And uh, they're always like, have you seen this? And I'm like, of course I've seen it. And so people buy these, right? Yeah, so we put up all the cards for sale on the day that they're posted, and they usually sell that day. It's kind of funny. That's something that, you know... We, we, didn't, we didn't start out doing that. No, we never thought that would happen. We but just wanted really. to put weird art on the internet. And then, <laughs> and then people would reach out to us and ask if it was for sale, and we're like, uh, no. But we started putting a few of them online, and I think the first night that we launched our shop site, like one of the weirdest ones we ever did sold. And so we're like, okay, we, all right, this might work. Yeah, this might, <laughs> this might turn out to be something. And so people started buying them, and you guys really weren't even thinking about doing that. Yeah. No, yeah, we tried to sell shirts at first. It's like, you know, we're like, what do we... What do we do? Yeah, once we had a following, we're like, how could we turn this into something bigger? So we, like, sold shirts, and then, like, you know, all 20 people who liked us enough to buy a shirt bought one and <laughs> have anything really selling off our site until again we just, you know people were asking us to buy the cards which we were we were very shocked by that like yeah. if you think of like drawing on an old worthless 1986 tops card and drawing a stupid joke on it you know it never occurred to us that people would want to buy those from us but right. but actually since that since we started selling this stuff we've kind of I think taking it more seriously and we've tried yeah. to get better and better and better as the years have gone on to try and make them little one of a kind pieces of art pieces of art. Yeah, and so the cards that you guys do range from I would call them low-hanging fruit to like very very intricate jokes and stories like the one that comes to mind is the Barry Bonds rookie where you changed his name from Barry Bonds to Barstools Love and then that. you drew 
yeah, it's one of my favorite ones. And you you sharpied a bunch of bar stools like around his arm and around his leg. Just a bunch of bar stools. <laughs> yeah, just a whole bunch of bar stools. And there's some that like I'll read them for the first time and I don't fully understand it. And then I read it a second time and then I then it hits me. Yeah. And it's almost like I have to like peer off into the distance and just like say to myself baseball card vandals just blew my mind <laughs> and it's it's amazing what you guys are doing and uh like what's the process of creating these the process for me is you get a stack of cards and we have plenty around here you just get a stack of cards you have your sharpies you have you know your mediums that you use to do this which is sharpie whiteouts and colored markers and you just kind of look through these cards and whatever kind of comes to your mind with, you know, maybe it's the words that are on the card or the player's facial expressions or the actions that they're doing, you just kind of run with it and see if you can come up with something. That's kind of the hard part now is coming up with something that we haven't done before. Yeah. So that's kind of the challenge now. But yeah, it's just trying to be creative and funny and weird and absurd with this thing that's been around all of our lives, which is baseball cards and art supplies. Yeah, and I, and I think it's like, we're kind of trying to blow our own minds, too. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, you said like these ones that are very weird and intricate and like start at the top of the card and then weave their way down to the very bottom right corner. To us, <laughs> it's, since we've been doing it so long, and like I said, we've posted over 5,000 cards, it's like, we want to try and come up with something that is a joke that is so absurd. Some of them aren't even really jokes. They're just statements <laughs> drawn onto a card that yeah. there's no setup or punchline, you know? It's just like, <laughs> we like to say all the time that, you know, we do these drawings or these sentences on cards that are sentences that no one's ever said in the yeah. world. Yeah, so as far as process goes, the process is looking at the cards and trying to think of the weirdest things we can do with what's in front of us. Inspired by the card. Like, we never... S- sit down deciding no. to make a, a coleslaw card. No. We make a coleslaw card because we get an Alex Cole 91 Fleer. <laughs> and just like that, you get coleslaw. Exactly. Exactly. Or, uh, or straw problems with a, yeah. with a yeah. Daryl Strawberry. So this card started off as a Daryl Strawberry Donruss MVP, and he's just kind of, it's just a headshot of him. Yeah. yeah. Tell me what you did to this card. Well, I mean, obviously... For me, I think, maybe even more so than Brian, I think I start with the words usually and try and let the words really like bring something to mind. I know Brian does that too, but Brian's really good at action positions. Like when players are like, you know, like a football player's wide receivers jumping in the air. Or tangled up in bar stools, for example. Yeah. <laughs> but I usually go with, I try and let the words kind of bring the subject out. And so... Yeah, you got straw. You got him just kind of standing there, headshot, like you said. So easy to draw the hand and the <laughs> holding the cup, and then the straw is just going wild on him. <laughs> Straw's gone rogue. <laughs> so I, I picture you guys like on a Friday and Saturday night, just like going at like one card at a time until it's like four in the morning and like the sun's coming up, and you're just you've done like 90 cards. Is that a true assessment or are you guys more like nine to five with this? Well, no, that's a, actually a really good assessment of how it first started. Yeah. Because uh, Bo was living, we were both living in different states. I was in Missouri and he was in Ohio. 
And so I would visit him. You know, we were actually working on another project at the time, but I would come and visit him and then we would stay up and just do this for fun till, you know, the wee hours of the morning, like you said. And little did we know what we had on our hands back then. But I think now it's more like, you know, one thing that Bo and I have always done is, is we're both artists, so we, we've always had some sort of art project that we're always working on. But I can say with 100% certainty that Baseball Card Vandals is the funnest thing to work on. Mm-hmm. So it's really whenever, whenever one of us has time, we come to the studio. We have a studio in our place, and uh, we come to the studio and make them. Sometimes we'll leave the ones that we've made on the on the table for the other one to see, you know, once yeah. they get home or something. But it's <laughs> just like you're on your own. And then once we look at them, you know, we kind of judge, you know, judge their merit by what the other person thinks of them. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like now we just kind of do them whenever we can. Like back when it was like just a hobby that we did, like you said, it would be like we visit each other or holidays or something when family gets together, we would stay up and draw on cards once everybody else went to bed or something. But now it's like, now we live together, so the humans <laughs> died. Yeah. No, no, but like we said, we, we work together during the day as a creative team, so, you know, I hope our employers aren't listening, but sometimes we draw on cards at work. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we just kind of fit in the time whenever we can. The one recently that you guys did was the Bad Case Pink Eye, and it was done on a King Griffey Jr. rookie card, the Upper Deck 1989 like yeah. the holy grail of all cards. The holy grail. Yeah. The holy grail, especially the holy grail of the era that we kind of deal with, which is, you know, 80s and early 90s. It's kind of our bread and butter because that's when we were heavy card collectors and that's where you have this absurd amount of commons that no one cares about anymore. But yeah, I mean, sometimes the other day Bone I went to a card shop and uh there was just these binders on the floor and I was looking through them. And I'm like, how much for these binders? Because it was like the cards that we that we like to work with. The worthless ones. The worthless ones. And he's like, you know, I'll just give it to you for free. <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm like, well, I'm not going to just walk out with these. Like, I'll pay you 10 bucks for this binder. And I walk out and I'm opening it in Bo's car. And there's a King Griffey Jr. 89 Upper Deck rookie. There was no every, kidding. There was yeah. basically every rookie card that was sought after past like 85, between yeah. 85 and 90 in that book. And the guy was... He's a card shop owner. Of all the people who would know in the world what to do with this, he's going to give it to us for free. It's in like seriously just a pile of binders by the door. That's the state of 80s and 90s yeah. baseball cards. Yeah, and just as many, I'm just throwing out a random baseball player who was a common in the 80s, but like... Dickie Thon. Dickie Thon. Just <laughs> as many Dickie Thon 89 upper decks there are, there's that many King Griffey Juniors, and there's millions of those things. Yeah. I mean... Literally, you can go on the internet and buy those for less than 10 bucks. Well, yeah, yeah, like that holy, like you said, Jeremy, it's like that card is like the holy grail of our era. I think we got that on eBay for like 10 bucks. Yeah. Because it has like a bent corner, right? It's like, unless it's pristine, it's like not worth it. And don't get us wrong, we still love the thrill of finding a Griffey rookie. Like there's really that part of your childhood that's very alive and well. And we love baseball generally yeah Yeah. but the fact that you can turn these things into whatever you want and kind of you know have free reign to make them something that they're not is i just love we just yeah they're not precious you can kind of yeah you can just mess around with yeah 
Yeah, like I, I really wonder what people would think, you know, when we were doing this, when baseball cards were like a big deal and people were oh, like, yeah. you yeah. know, they're like, oh my God, what are you doing to that card? <laughs> You're ruining it. Yeah, yeah. But when you guys posted that Griffey Jr., like the comment, I've never seen so many angry people on that thread. Like they were like, what are you doing? And even like uh, Kyle Mooney from Saturday Night Live, he commented on it. I think he just said respect. And I thought that was like the ultimate compliment coming from him to you guys. So yeah, seeing Kyle Mooney in your feed was like, I felt that. Yeah, I know. I mean, I dare everyone out there to take a Sharpie to their King Griffey Jr. rookie card. (laughs) It's kind of a great feeling, to be honest. And honestly, if it has any imperfections it's not worth anything anyway. and you can just right. get on the internet for less than a dollar yeah so, go get yourself one in good condition on the internet for like thirty dollars keep right. that because yeah, yeah, that's yeah. worth something yeah and then take the one that you have that has you know two or three bent corners and just draw on it because i promise, <laughs> I promise it's not worth what, what you think it is yeah. yeah when you guys sat down to do the king Griffey junior rookie card did you spend more time on this one versus just making one that says butt cheeks yeah, actually, yeah, you know this, this was a special case. Yeah, you know those like penny sleeves that you used to put the cards in these like yeah. sleeves and then in a top loader. Well, yeah. so <laughs> this was kind of like doing surgery with this one because <laughs> we wanted to make sure it was going to be really funny. So we put it in one of those penny sleeves, and then I just think of the joke and then write the joke on top of that penny sleeve just to make sure it was going to work out. You know, because a lot of the ones that me and Bo do. I would say 70% probably see the light of day and yeah, the other okay. thing we just kind of discard because they're not good enough. Yeah, they're not good enough. We agree that this is not some of our best work. So with a King Griffey Jr. right in front of you, you got to make sure. That was literally funny. the only time we've ever done that. Too, yeah. For a card that we like actually like drew on top of it or like, you know, kind of plotted it out. Like usually we just fly through them. Yeah, but like. And I think the other reason we did that is because, because like you said, Jeremy, it's such an iconic card, but it's also a hard card for BCB. Like, 89 Upper Deck is not an easy set for us not because easy. there's really only the text on the bottom, and that's in, like, yeah. it's pretty small. It's in a pretty small, like, squished-together font, and it's, like, a high-saturation set. And I know we're getting into the details, but, like, the photos <laughs> are dark, so you can't really write with Sharpie on a lot of the photo because it won't read very well. It's, like... Old tops cards are like kind of like low saturation, and Sharpie just you know stands <laughs> out on those. So that you know, upper deck was challenging, and then it being the grippy, we just had to approach it a little differently. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you did it because it was one of those ones that, I mean, the joke is funny, but the fact that it was on that card, I was like, these guys are next level, and they're savage, and they're not backing down. <laughs> and we had to do it for the book, you know. We had to do the Griffey rookie card for the book because yeah. it's like it is the iconic card. Yeah, you, know? you can't have a book of just all comments. You know, you got you got to go for <laughs> the Holy Grail too. Yeah, yeah. So you're, the book launched earlier this year. Tell me about the book. Did it come like as a surprise, or was it something that you guys always wanted to do? Or tell me how that happened. Yeah. So I think ever since we've been doing this, really, like a couple years into it, we've posted enough cards online and done enough cards and we're like we should really collect these in a book right it would be it's like perfect fodder for a coffee table book it's like funny and nostalgic and visual and so we kind of started trying to do it a few years ago and you know just other stuff got in the way and we didn't find the right publisher until 
a year and a half ago or so, Chronicle Books out of San Francisco reached out to us, and they just had a really good vision of what they thought it could be, and we collaborated with them really well, and yeah, we're really happy with it. I mean, it's got 200 cards in it, 80 of which are... Never before seen. Yeah, are brand new, exclusive to the book, and then it's got like 120 kind of classics from our past in there, but we're really proud of it, and we think your listeners will dig it. It's not for kids. <laughs> yeah, I know. We need to say that. Yeah, like, I mean, I would say, yeah, overall, no. It's a humor for, book. Overall, no, not yeah, for kids. Yeah. But I would say about, like both said, 200 pages worth. I would say about 160 are good. Oh, yeah. You might good for kids. Yeah, if you have a kid who likes stupid jokes and baseball, like, buy it. Yeah. And then rip out a few pages. Yeah. And <laughs> then give it to them. It's a great book. I'm holding it now, and I love that there's, like, I don't know, maybe seven pages of type of words and the rest is pictures it's like my kind of book yeah Um, yeah i read it in like five minutes nice um but i'm still going through and discovering a lot of these cards that i either i saw a long time ago and i forgot about them or it's brand new and just dying laughing i'm on page 173 curb your enthusiasm and you changed somebody to look like larry david i think Uh, red shandy it's red shandy yeah cardinals legend R.I.P. So you added, I guess you used uh, like white out for the white hair? Yep. Or no, I think we may have scratched. Hold on. I'm trying to get to that page in the book. I think we may have scratched that. Yeah. So one, a little behind the scenes, one way we get like the white on there is to um, like use a sharp, I use a push pen. Brian uses like a paper clip. Weird shape. <laughs> yeah, it's like a shiv, like yeah. a... It's just like something we've rigged up, but like it's basically just taking a push pen and scratching away. That's awesome. Uh, I'm yeah. loving. I'm loving hearing this behind the scenes, by the way, because I've often wondered. Listen to this. It gets even more behind the scenes <laughs> here, because that I believe is a traded, right? Yes, that's a top so, traded. So if you notice the white hair, that's because tops traded. Yeah, had a better stock. Yeah, for baseball card fans. Yeah, out. I remember that. Yeah, 132 card set. Yeah. Yes. So when you scratch out on a traded, you're gonna get white. You're gonna get white instead of that, wow. like brownish gray color yeah you scratch this out on a 90 tops he's got brown hair and that's not larry david (laughs) yeah (laughs) i love it i've never scratched a a baseball card on purpose and uh you guys have done it for everyone else golden girls (laughs) i love the golden girls one that was one of my favorite ones just as far as like drawings in the book you know yeah so who's better at the facial expressions bo or brian so bo actually invented a facial expression for baseball card vandals and people who know about us probably know what we're talking about. It's this weird frown. And for about a year, right? Because we've been doing this for like six years and for about a year, Bo would do this little frown thing. And then one night I'm just like, why do you make this frown all the time? And I'm like, I don't even think that's <laughs> really what a frown looks that's like. Frown or, looks like no. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm looking <laughs> at it on uh, page 64. This chair has the worst lumbar yes. support. Exactly. And so, (laughs) and so like I was doing my frowns a little bit more realistic and Bo was doing this hilarious frown. And ever since we had a long discussion about it, we've both been doing that frown because it's so funny. Yeah. It's become like a, honestly, like people even on like Twitter and stuff will have like tagged us in other pictures and been like, this guy's doing the BCB frown, you know? (laughs) Wow. It's become like a calling card for us. It's part of the style guide. Yeah. Since Brian's giving me props for the frown, I would say there's a new thing in the last couple of years of BCB that if you notice, like, 
in old cards we didn't do that now we do on so many cards is a changing of the way that the player's eye oh, is yeah, looking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Scratching out the white <laughs> yeah. around the iris. It's like a new thing that we do all the time. Yeah, because it, then, because then you can make the player looking at you know wherever anything. you wherever you want. I've noticed that in my favorite instance of that, not one particular card, but when like you know how like the eighty three tops had like the headshot and the action shot. When you guys do it on both yeah. supplies, that's when I'm like, okay, I got to stop looking at this because this is ridiculous. <laughs> it's funny because. So, like, you know, we evolve as we do this. Like, the way we draw stuff evolves. So it's always funny, like, if I see a drawing from, like, four years ago, and I'm like, oh, should have done the eyes on that one. But, like, we weren't <laughs> doing the eyes four yeah. years ago, you know? Yeah. So what sparked the adding the eyes? I don't know. Yeah, I, It's probably what? just to solidify a joke. You yeah, know, it's like, like, <laughs> like, like, maybe he's talking about a phone or something, and he's holding the phone, but he's looking straight ahead. And then yeah, it doesn't make sense. It makes yeah. the go down to the phone and it solidifies the joke. I was just looking yeah, at the, in the book. Um, on, yeah, the Mattingly Maguire card. I'm trying to find it. Yep, or one, page 156, Lent Rollers. Hold on, let me get there. 156. Raleigh Fingers, 85 Fleer, and he's staring at the Lent Roller. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Lent Rollers, just simply stated. Yeah, yeah which I still really like the um, very simple and just kind of absurd ones like bar stools and lint rollers for some yeah. reason it's just really funny to me to turn a barry brown's rookie card into just something so stupid and yeah. something that <laughs> you know what i'm saying like for me i almost like doing those better just for the quick laugh yeah and so you guys on instagram you guys have over a hundred thousand followers and one of those followers is john mayer yes and uh, so he recently, John Mayer posted on his Instagram story. I guess you guys had sent him a card. Tell me about that. Well, so when you releasing our book, our publisher gave us a few advanced copies to send to influencers. You know, so it's like and John Mayer's a pretty good influencer. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Like a gazillion Instagram followers, and he's a funny, weird dude, and we really like him. And you know, he enjoys our nonsense. You know, Instagram account. So. Of course, we were going to send one to him, but we, for the people we sent him to, we made custom cards for him along with the book. And so that was kind of fun because we're kind of looking, you know, contrary to the normal process we told you about where we don't try and sit down and make a joke. It's like, okay, I'm going to make a John Mayer card. So I'm flipping through a box of cards trying to find something, you know, that you can work with. And that one is a really old card. It was like a 65 tops or something that was randomly in the mix and it was a manager card, so the guy was older. He's clearly in his like fifties on the card. So his name was Johnny something, Johnny Keen or something like that. So we just I drew an, a portrait of John Mayer as an older person, and the card said "Old Age Johnny Mayer." But the I mean the portrait is so good. <laughs> it looks just like John Mayer. It looks just like an old John Mayer, which is weird. And it was yeah. after I made it, I remember being like, "Is he going to be creeped out by this?" Like. Imagine someone, for no reason, drew a portrait of you as an old person and sent it to you in the mail, unsolicited. <laughs> On a baseball card. On a baseball card. That's a weird thing to do. But. Which, but his response was perfect. Like you said, he posted a story of it and just said, uh, thanks, baseball card vandals, and said, creepy but accurate. Creepy but accurate. <laughs> so, so, you know, he agreed that it looked a lot like him. Yeah, but it was a weird thing to do. Yeah. And that's on us. <laughs> And so he had, he had already been following you guys for a while, so he knew kind of the joke, right? Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's, yeah, yeah, he's liked and commented on a bunch of them. So, yeah. 
it's pretty cool when that happens. I mean, you know, like you never know who's going to like your work when you yeah. start in the world. And it was pretty cool to, to see someone like him actually appreciate what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. What other celebrities or has there been any baseball players that have come out of the woodworks and started talking to you guys? Yeah, we've got, there's been a few major league fans. So our first one way back in the day was CJ Wilson and he's been a fan for a long time. And then Josh Reddick. Oh yeah. He actually invited us onto the field during batting practice one time a couple years ago, which was such a thrill. And we like brought some cards and t-shirts and gave them to him. And he's such a cool and out there dude. Yeah. Such a nice guy. Yeah. It was cool because the thing I always remember about that is we were kind of standing off over to the side. They were the road team, so they were yeah, taking Yeah, it's not, it's not like we practice. were, like, shagging fly balls or anything. No, we're just kind right. of watching him. And we're holding, you know, we brought shirts and cards, so we're kind of look like idiots, like, you <laughs> yeah. know, boxes of stuff. As, like, as older adult men. Yeah. <laughs> but he would come up, he would just go hit bombs in the cages, and he would come over and stand there and talk with us, and he was such a nice guy, and we gave him cards, and he loved them, and then... He would just walk back over and hit, you know, 450 foot home runs and then wow. come back over and talk with us. It was really rad. But yeah, he's I mean, one of our major league fans. And then we've, I love to, we've got some fans from the generation that we, you know, oh, yeah. actually make the cards from, like from the 80s and 90s. So there's a uh, old pitcher from the Padres, Mark Grant, a uh, pitcher from the Cubs back in the 90s, Glendon Rush, Rush Brett yeah. Saberhagen. So some guys that like, you know, we grew up watching and actually like opening packs with their cards in them and that have been really happy actually to see their cards go yeah. up on the site and stuff, which is really fun. Jim Campanis, he was another guy. Mm-hmm. He actually bought one of his cards. He bought his own card? He bought his own card, yeah. <laughs> but I think the key is it's not mean-spirited. We're not like going after players. We're taking these cards that are out there that everybody has and good fun just drawing absurd jokes on them. Yeah. We never like talk about the actual player on the card or like their personal life or anything. We don't make jokes about real people. We make jokes about based on what absurd thing emerges from the card. So the book is out and you've vandalized over 5,000 baseball cards. So what is next for baseball card vandals? We have no idea. We never really do. But one thing that we're really excited about, um, it's kind of unbelievable to us, is that we were contacted by the Baseball Hall of Fame Museum in Cooperstown. And, and we're in. And we, Yeah, <laughs> we got the call to the hall. No, but they asked us to donate some artwork for a show they have. I think it's a baseball card exhibit. And then one kind of wing of the show is dedicated to art based on baseball cards or featuring baseball cards. And so we donated 10 cards. And the show opens, I think, on Memorial Day weekend. And... I just can't imagine the, how cool it's going to be to go to the Hall of Fame and see baseball card vandals drawings up on the wall. <laughs> that is incredible. It's a, it's a crazy dream come true yeah, in a weird way that we never thought would happen. Yeah. yeah. So grateful and humbled. Yeah, and so many good things have happened with baseball card vandals, but you know, we just keep doing what we're doing, Yeah, and we're just so, so dang thankful for everyone who appreciates what we're doing yeah hopefully we'll stay we'll keep making funny jokes and then we'll just see what happens yeah we don't know what's next <laughs> for baseball card vandals we do we know, never do but we do know that there's no reason to stop yeah and if we keep going then good things will happen so we're <laughs> that's what we're doing that's great guys so tell the listeners uh where they can find you on instagram and where they can buy your book 
can find us on Instagram at Baseball Card Vandals, uh-huh. and you can buy the book. Right now, it's on Amazon, Barnes, Barnes and Noble. Noble, wherever fine books are sold. It's at a lot of in- <laughs> yeah. Target, Walmart. dot com. It is a fine book. Yeah, you sure. can get it in the actual store at Target, Walmart, but you can get it online if that's your thing. But yeah, it's Chronicle Books, so they put it in a lot of different places. But there's also obviously a link to it on our shop site if you want to go that way. Yeah, so that's baseballcardvandals.com. Yes, and shop. Link. Yep, and shopbcv.com, which is our shop site. There's a link on both of them. Gotcha. There you have it. Well, thanks so much, guys. Hilarious as always. It was a blast talking to you and hearing some behind the scenes stuff. So uh, super glad I had you guys on the show. Jeremy, we're big fans of what you're doing too. Yeah, we. Keep, hey, thank you. Keep doing that good stuff. Yeah, we're gonna get some bats with a BCV logo. Uh-huh. Let's do it. Thanks for having us on. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. All right, that concludes this episode of the Jeremy Mitchell Show. Baseball card vandals. Thank you so much for coming on. Ah, I love those guys. So if you haven't checked them out, check them out on Instagram. Baseball card vandals. You will be laughing for days. Check out their book. I have it. It's in my hand right now. It's so funny. Thank you for listening. Thank you to Zach Ford for supplying me with the music for this show. And thank you for Chris Wright for editing this episode. And more to come. Stay tuned for more episodes of The Jeremy Mitchell Show. Thanks. Thanks.